Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh, yeah. They've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the ZABEcast. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, better audio, right? Because I'm in the car. We talked to Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com. He's in Indianapolis for the nerdiest of nerd conventions you've ever heard. Plus, trade deadline, the Mets in complete dismantle mode, and look who's taking an office job on the PGA Tour. All that and more straight ahead. Your 40-minute daily dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Thank you for downloading. We are back on schedule. How do we sound? How do we sound? Better? I think we sound a lot better. I am currently in by a courtesy car from the good folks at the Rust Arrow Automotive Group, the official automotive group of the Steve Zabin Show here in Wisconsin. And it's nice and quiet. I've got the microphone gently in my hand. And I've got the noise-canceling headphones on. My new Bose something-something 700s. NC700, I believe. This is the top of the line. This is even better than the supposed Bose Quiet Comfort 45s, which are better than the 35s. Slightly different design. And I listened in the store, and they sounded phenomenal. And of course, I got suckered into buying them. Because to me, headphones are like high-end shoes for Gary for Carrie Bradshaw of Sex and the City fame. I've got to have more. I want to try all the headphones that are out there. And I think these are really good. I, we'll see how it goes. I do have the receipt. I'm not on the no-fly list yet again on Best Buy's list, although I could get back on there if I decide to return it. I didn't need these headphones, but I wanted these headphones. So I got a pretty good setup right in here, and I uh, I appreciate those who fought through yesterday's podcast as it was late and the audio quality was absolutely not up to my standards. That said, let's get to a couple of things we're not going to get to with Charge. And that is, I want to start with an absolute savage, but he's not wrong, takedown of the U.S. women's national team. Jason Whitlock with a column on theblaze.com basically says, hey, you know what? It's okay to root against 
this team. And he lays out the reasons why. Now, it was a very much anti-Title IX column, and I'm a bit mixed in that regard because I think Title IX, in its ideals, was not a bad thing, but the way it was implemented was absolutely wrong because they used it as a cudgel against men's sports, and there was a lot of men's sports who lost scholarships just to try to even out some fictional number that was never going to be accounted for because of the high numbers of boys and young men who played football. But that said, this is the line that, this is the phrase that really pays in the piece. He says, don't waste a second questioning your disdain for this team and Megan Rapino. They deserve it. We poured everything we had into their success diminished opportunities for boys and men for their success. And they've repaid us with ingratitude. It's a hell of a piece. Strong cup of coffee. Some would say too harsh. I say, but he's not wrong. Trade deadline came and went. No super big names moving other than Justin Verlander going back to the Houston Astros from the Mets. The Mets in complete dismantle mode. Steve Cohen with his tail tucked between his legs and a massive bar bill for this failed experiment still on his credit card. I believe now he's got $153 million of players no longer on his team that would rank him 17th. The players he's paying for who are no longer on the Mets would comprise the 17th highest payroll in baseball. And some would say, yeah, this is why I don't watch anymore because I'm a fan of insert small market team here, and we have no shot because these teams can outspend us. And that's a fair argument. But the counterargument is, look, it didn't work. The Mets are in full dismantle mode. The Yankees are absolutely sucking wind right now. So, you know, maybe that's an argument of you can't buy a team. I wonder if this Mets disaster will chill the big boys from splurging to try to buy a championship or to buy a team that's ready-made. It's so tempting in baseball because it's such an individual sport. A guy who hits 300 in City X ought to be able to hit close to 300 in City Y It's all just pitching. And now with the commingling of the leagues, you don't even need to worry about, well, he's never seen American League pitching or he's not familiar with National League ballparks. But it just doesn't work that way. And it's quite possible that Cohen got suckered into paying way too much for guys who were too old and he bought the wrong guys instead of the right guys. Tiger Woods has taken an office job. Tiger Woods has been named the new... What's the exact title? I believe it's the player liaison, player relations liaison, or player relations something something for the PGA Tour. And they put out a corporate press photo of Tiger Woods in a blazer and an unbuttoned shirt, or not unbuttoned, but a a, a no-tie office-type shirt, work shirt, button-down shirt. What am I looking for here? He's in a blazer. He would have been in a suit and tie, but it was a blazer with a shirt that was a button-down shirt, but without a tie. And he's kind of clasping his hands gently together in front of his body, and he's got a somewhat slight little head tilt and a smile, and he's all showered up and clean with his balding, fuzzy tennis ball hair of his, not with the, the Nike swoosh cap after playing 18 holes, off-his-head look, and he's got this big smile like, Hi, I'm Tiger Woods. I'm Director of Community Relations. My name is Eldrick. (laughs) It's so corporate. It's so funny to see Tiger Woods in that vein with that look. You're like, wow, okay. But some would say this is not just because he can't play golf. He needs something to do, so let's get him an office job. Others are saying he's going to get in there and start putting his foot in some asses in Jacksonville to shake up the PGA Tour and to get them straightened up and flying right. That could be the case. 
John Rahm had some pointed remarks on a podcast in the last 24 to 48 hours about how the PGA Tour handled their proposed merger with Liv. And I say proposed because there's been no new information on that. It's just still pie in the sky. All that the PGA Tour and Liv have agreed to do is to stop stewing each other. So basically Rahm said, yeah, these guys handled it like shitheads. They should have been a lot better. He also said he does not begrudge Mickelson for going to live. And Mickelson has told Rom, according to Rom, that he made the right choice by not going because he said you have no reason to go to the live tour. And they remain friends. Many have, have applauded uh, John Rom for that stance to say, I'm not going to let this get in the way of friendship. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. It also made John Rahm a shit ton of money by Phil Mickelson leaving and others of significant enough name stature to rattle the PGA Tour and to make them go, you know what? We actually could pay more money for some of these events. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let us check our bank account and get straight. I had a wonderful ni- time tonight here in Green Bay. We did a little impromptu one-hour unplugged, not-for-air panel discussion at a local place called The Bar right there on Mike Holmgren Way, just down the street from Lambeau Field. It was myself as the pseudo-moderator, or the moderator, I guess, not pseudo. And it was Wayne Larrabee, voice of the Green Bay Packers. It was Mark Daniels of WNFL here in Green Bay. He's been covering the team for 46 years. It was Doug Russell, our sports director, who's covered the team for 25 years now. And it was Matt Schneidman, an outstanding young reporter for The Athletic, who covers the Packers. And I was just there lobbing questions, going back and forth. And these guys were super pros about it. And they gave great answers. And people were listening. We took some questions from the audience. Just kind of set the tone for the upcoming season. The post-Rodgers era here in Green Bay is going to be fascinating, one way or the other. If Jordan Love is as good as they think he is, then hot toddy, it is on. If he's not, God forbid, wow, the aftermath is going to be something else. Pretty much the consensus was that once the Packers traded Devontae and that shocked Aaron Rodgers who thought, I'll be in business here for a couple more years with my best receiver. When they traded Devontae, because he didn't want the Packers' money, he was not going to take it, so they said, okay, instead of us franchising you, we're going to trade you instead and get the picks in return. That's when Rodgers checked out, and that's why Rodgers was so disinterested this past year, which I think is kind of a bullshit thing. Because my stance was, well, why didn't Rodgers get right in there in the meetings with Goody, who I know he hates, and with Devontae and say, listen, if you're not signing him, and Devontae, if you're not happy with the money, then I'm not staying either. So this needs to be a package deal. Instead, they just sort of nibble at the edges, and next thing you know, Devontae's gone, Rodgers is pissed, he puts in a half-assed effort, the team is young, the receivers are raw, he breaks his thumb, shit goes south, they miss the playoffs. One other thing that came out tonight, and then we'll make way for Charch and some super nerdery, was that the Packers are playing this year, in essence, to avoid being drafted by hard knocks next summer. They will be hard knocks eligible next summer if they don't make the playoffs because the criteria is you're exempt from being picked if you have made the playoffs at least once in the last two years. If you miss it in the last two years, you're eligible for hard knocks. If you have a new coach, then you are exempt from hard knocks. They will not fire Matt LaFleur at all. They just extended him anyway. So no matter how bad they could be this year, they're not firing him. So in other words, the Packers are playing not just for a playoff spot. They're playing to avoid being on hard knocks. And this organization desperately wants to avoid that because Hard knocks is not an honor to be on. Even though some teams who are riding high right now, like the Chiefs, have been on hard knocks, 
This organization, which is very secretive at times and borderline paranoid, do not want the cameras in here, and they may may have no choice. So that is a fascinating subplot to this coming season in Green Bay. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. All right, time for our man Paul Charchit of guillotineleagues.com. Man, he is a nerd, and I love him for it. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, beauty, go. Okay. Good day, and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie, and this is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty, eh? Jen Khan. Gen Con. This is the biggest, baddest collection of nerds you've ever seen, my friend. Wait a minute, a bigger, badder collection than Comic Con? 
It's a tier below Comic Con. <laughs> above. Like, it depends on how you view your nerdery, right? Uh, by the way, Comic Con has been going on for the longest, and it's usually out in San Diego, I believe. The pandemic really rocked it to its core because California was the most insane with their COVID policies. Is it back up and running again? And what's the difference between Gen Con and Comic Con? So here's the funny thing, right? So you're Comic-Con, and you finally get to a point where you're pulling in all these Hollywood stars that you you never used to get before, and you've normalized comics in a way that it never was because of the Marvel and the DC movies, right? That have okay. just made, okay. they've made Slow comics down. normal. Slow down, back up. Gen Con is, or were you talking about Comic-Con? I'm talking about Comic-Con. Comic-Con has now reached a low. Comic-Con is a celebration of what? Comics, movies, cartoons, what else? Yeah, it's nerd lifestyle, but it started with comics. That's the Comic-Con, right? I mean, it's it's core is comics, but it's expanded to science fiction in general, I would say. And just the fact that you now had, like... The A-list movie stars and whole productions would then be at Comic-Con was amazing. So then they get the pandemic, and that knocks them out. And then this year, Comic-Con just happened a few weeks ago. And? Writer's strike. The SAG strike. So nobody can go anywhere. Nobody can do anything. They lost all their people there, too. And so it's been... They've taken it on the chops big time, but no such problem here in Indianapolis, Indiana, for Gen Con... Which is the biggest, excuse me, the second biggest tourist draw in the state of Indiana all year. Behind only, Zabe. You want me to guess? Yeah. Indiana. biggest, absolutely gettable. Has to be Indiana versus Purdue in football for the old oaken bucket. Survey says. That would be the Indianapolis 500. Oh, right. Oh, right. That uh, that automobile race I've heard of. Yes. Yeah. Auto racing's (laughs) on your radar about as much as it's on my radar, but it's still a huge draw here. So so Gen Con's been going on for how long? 50 years. It started in it started very near you where you are now, Zabe, in Geneva, Wisconsin, as a celebration of board gaming. It is a board gaming conference that's where that the is, that's where the gen comes from geneva that's right that's where the oh. gen comes from geneva wisconsin but it grew it outgrew geneva wisconsin and had to ultimately find a new home and they went to indianapolis where it will draw over four days it will draw a quarter million people wow and you and the lovely roxy and scraps and pepper are there in <laughs> The the camper, yeah. I, I left. We did not take the camper for this. We oh, left the dogs God. behind. We we drove, but no dogs. Charge, it's kind of nice, honestly. Charge. This is why you bought the camper. This is why you upgraded your vehicle twice to be able yes. to tow it. What are you doing, bro? Well, you may have, rem- yeah, and I don't blame you for forgetting these finite fine details of my camping. But oh, we you're, decided you're to upgrading leave the it. camper. That's right. We left the camper in Colorado so because it's there I couldn't bring it to Indianapolis very easily so yeah we're we're just hoteling it yeah. and by the way good luck getting a hotel in Indianapolis for this unbelievable pretty soon you're going to leave that uh, camper at a dealership for somebody else to purchase that's where no. you're going to leave it next no yes you are that is not ha- we Dave we honestly love it we do I'm, I'm thinking about jacking it up with lithium batteries and solar <laughs> panels and I thought yeah, you said I'm, you were I'm, upgrading I'm, I'm, it Yes, if anything, we're going to go the other direction on it for sure. All right, so let me tell you about Gen Con. Are you ready? All right, hold on. I want to channel your inner board gaming nerd, okay? I have questions. It began as board gaming. Yep. Did it expand to include video gaming? No. Does it include comic book fans? Well, only because they the demo happens to have a Venn diagram that's very similar, but that is not what they're here for. Okay. It is board gaming and... Also, like Dungeons and Dragons, which has no board, right? It's just, you know, that's just all theater of the mind stuff. So, but it really, that's that's always what it's been. Um, it is, and it has stayed true to its roots. It's just board gaming has gotten to be this big, Zabe. Well, is it, you say big, can you give me some numbers to back it up? 
I can. I already told you, quarter million people in four days. So I, you're going to get I, like 50,000. Like, I want numbers like more units of board games sold this year than in the past 20 as a number to back it. You say it's gotten yeah. bigger than ever. I would think it's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> All right, that's a text message to my daughter right now. Bless her heart. Your text messages ring like a phone? No, but I'm sorry. It's a phone call that I texted her back on. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let me tell you you about Gen Con. It, It would help had you ever been to the Combine, and I assume you've never been to the NFL Combine, which is also in Indianapolis. Right. Now, the Combine is held in the Indianapolis Convention Center which is approximately 8.2 trillion square feet of convention center. Hold on. It I, is, I think you made a mistake. You said trillion. Yeah. You meant to say billion. Yeah, I meant to say quadrillion. It's, Get the it fuck is, is it really trillion? No, of course not. But oh. it's absolutely gigantic. Okay. <laughs> it is It is so freaking massive, the space that this thing has got. It is, It you know, it's absolutely huge. So then... It's long since filled the entire Indianapolis Convention Center, and now Gen Con spills out into Lucas Oil Field, which it is adjacent to. It spills out into all of the downtown hotels that then have Gen Con events in it as well. And what are these events, you may be asking? Well, it's largely around board gaming, or you want to go watch performances of actors and things that happen around, you know, there's a bunch of, there are a bunch of like D&D podcasts and D&D role-playing YouTube channels. Those things are all happening. But a lot of it is, man, I always wanted to play this game. Oh, well, it's going to be a table 1,872 from noon to 4 o'clock. Go, and you can go play that game. Yet, If you want to buy all the hot new games, all the the fresh hot new games, those are there as well. But But they draw the line, a firm, bright red line around board games they don't allow video games there's just yeah it's just not what they do because e3 there's already video game conventions e3 is out there although it's floundering and and it's not even a thing anymore but yeah it's it's they've stayed true to their board gaming nerdery mission and i love it that's what i'm there for okay so that's awesome so now what else is allowed to creep in because when this gets big you know that nerd adjacent passions are going to want to try to horn in and go, hey, 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 can we come in and get in on your fun? And to keep it pure, they're going to have to do some gatekeeping. Yeah, they do. And the the other thing they let in, and it's really the only other adjacency, is art. So they have a lot of artists that do, you know, nerdy kinds of arts dragons and you know whatever stuff like that they sell some gaming tables like the one you saw in my basement right oh yeah they sell gaming tables and get you know that so kind of stuff game, but it's all still very game much in accessories this dice shakers yes uh, that you know, sort of uh five-sided polygons <laughs> perfect for uh orc attacks if you're probably <laughs> <into dragons. laughs> i mock, that's right i mock because i love and i mock because i'm a nerd at heart as well so I saw in the pictures you sent, or the link to the pictures you sent, there was what looked like some cosplay. Females. Yeah, that's there too. Yeah, you'll get people that will, and it's you'll see a lot of that there, just like Comic Con. People will be dressed up as you know whatever their favorite characters are, oftentimes from board games. Which God, who'd ever guess, Abe, that people would be dressing up like you know board game characters? And it's not Monopoly include. Nobody's dressing up like the Monopoly guy. Oh, but right? somebody should though. Be hilarious. <laughs> and, then walk, and then walk around and say, "Excuse me, sir, you've landed on Boardwalk. You owe me five hundred dollars <laughs> with your monocle and your top hat." It's like, no, fuck I, you. I'm well, not paying you anything. It's it's the only place I can wear my monocle. Is at Gen Con. That's it. Is there is there a entire breakout lecture? I assume there's lectures and guest speakers, that kind of stuff. There is some of that. And so they'll some, take, okay. you know, they'll have some of that. They'll have some like, you know, like Game of Thrones star will be doing something in a ballroom and, you know, that kind of stuff. Although, but that's, wait, again, with, the, with the actor strike, not this year, right? Yeah, not this year. Although, again, that's much more Comic Con than this is. It's still it's still mostly board game players talking to board game players. Is there is there a board game for Game of Thrones? Several iterations. Ooh. Yes. 
Yes. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. That yes. that sound that, that'd be cool to be moving your pieces throughout Westeros and planning <laughs> to fight Plotting. the White Walkers. Oh, yes. so fucking nerdy. And do people dress up as characters from Game of Thrones? Well, I mean, yes, sort I think. Of. I mean, I don't know. They're dressed up in that sort of garb, right? Okay. So I don't know if they're if they're honest. actually Cersei or not. But okay, honest question. Do you get turned on by chicks in cosplay outfits? Yeah, sometimes, sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know. Absolutely. You in, you get a good-looking girl in a Lara Croft Tomb Raider outfit? Fuck. Heck man. yeah. I mean, get out of here with that nonsense. There yeah. was there was on Halloween in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, and Josh, my producer, can vouch for it. There was a woman dressed up as the Black Widow from oh, the Marvel yeah. series. Yeah, in the red, in the suit? Natural red hair, not a wig. Natural mm-hmm. red red hair in the suit who was a 10. And wow. And Josh yeah. nearly melted and I was sort of like, mm, yeah, she's pretty hot over there. Um now you know that for people at that level, they make a living on that. Get out. Doing appearances, yep. birthday parties. Doing a- yeah, appearance, but it's a lot of it is also private photos for oh. it, you know. Not only for, we're not talking nudity, although I think sometimes it can go that direction. Behind sex the work? Scenes, they're not doing right? sex work, are they? As they're Lara not, Croft? I'm, no, I'm specifically saying they're not. Although I think some probably do. Oh my But God. they can they can make a living just on making personalized stuff. For the dudes who love to see them, mostly dudes who love to see them. So they order a custom photo for an exorbitant amount of money, five hundred dollars, yes. let's say. But they want it to be. I want Lara Croft, but I want her riding a lawnmower, drinking a beer, <laughs> with her legs spread, and that's their thing. Because you would otherwise. I mean, there's plenty of stock photos of these hot women in their costumes all over the place. They yes. would have to be custom photos. That's right. They want the personalized experience. Mm. And sometimes they just want to even just have the 10 minute conversation online, whatever. So I knew a guy whose girlfriend did this for a living. Wow. And it was very hard on him because it's nothing but dudes who want to bang your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And so dudes, nerds, fucking nerds who want to bang your girlfriend. Yeah, you would too, just like Josh when he saw Black Widow, right? Listen, I know that, but it's even worse that you're a dude who's got some money, a swinging dick, and you look decent, (laughs) and you got a (laughs) normal-ish life, right? And you've bagged a chick who looks like Lara Croft Tomb Raider as your girlfriend, but she's got to go out and make money letting a bunch of taco eaters fantasize about someday getting with you with their pimples and their size 48 pants from TJ Maxx. That's depressing. <laughs> well, yes, that is a, that kind Did of. Did I is put it in stark America. enough terms for you? Yes. Now, okay. th- I talked to her one time, and I'm like, I tried to get to the bottom of like how the real revenue works, and she only told me in broad strokes how it works. But the one interesting thing she said is, the part of this job that I never expected is I'd have to become a seamstress. Because you got to build all these costumes right. and to get yourself into all these different, you know, crazy, crazy costumes that people want and will pay to see you in. Okay. All right. So let's, let's pick our fate. Let's pick our ultimate threesome with uh, fictional characters. To me, it's Wait, are Lara... you? it's not me and you in this threesome, is no, it? No, no. Oh, okay. Me, oh, phew, geez. me plus two, you plus two, your favorite two. I would pick me with uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and probably Xena, Princess Warrior. There's my oh. threesome right there. How so about you? You? You, went with, you went with fairly masculine. Alpha. Um, alpha women. chicks. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. Alpha. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I I, to me, Lara Croft Tomb Raider's braided ponytail is the stuff of legend. Women with braided ponytails. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's so it's so feminine, right? Oh. You can't not you can't not love it. Right. Okay. So give us okay. your three. Let me guess. Uh Wonder Woman and uh let's <laughs> see. <laughs> uh who else could it be? No, All right, kidding. I'm going to give you uh, this off the top of my head. 
So I reserve the right to change my mind later. Zoe Saldana playing Uhuru in the reboots of the Star Treks. Oh. Beautiful. How about... So I'll give you that one. If you're familiar, if you're familiar, I assume you've seen the rebooted Star Treks in the last decade. Oh, come on, come on, Charge. So I got my nerd certificate up to speed. Of course, I've seen all those. Well, maybe. And then just because you could say you did it, Princess Leia. Yeah. Right. In her prime. Can you not Prince- imagine grabbing the buns <sighs> on either side of the head? <laughs> well, I was thinking about the second movie where she was chained up to Jabba the Hutt, and there she had go. a what? Braided ponytail. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. That's you're the right. killer app right there. Okay, so uh, you're there for how many days? Five. So yep, right now, I, I know, crazy, right? I I got I have my media credentials, Abe. This is the best use of my media credential ever. D- doesn't matter about getting into Super Bowls. Doesn't matter about like the yeah, Vikings games, whatever. I got into Gen Con on the media credential, which is huge. Because it gets you in one hour early the day it opens. So you can go in and scoop all the hot games. Wow. Okay. So what is the hot board game right now? Or is there a board game category that's hot? Yes. the, The probably the hottest board game at the moment is called Frost Haven. It weighs 35 pounds, Zabe, <laughs> the game and will take approximately Frosthaven. 200 hours to play entirely through. Very, these, the game is, it's, it's for your hardcore gaming nerds for sure, but it's extremely popular. And what is it about? It is about, it's a cooperative dungeon crawler, Zabe. So you and your friends are all going through a dungeon You've got cards that you play that have actions on them, but you can only play the top or the bottom side of the card. You can't play both. And once you play that card, you discard it for the rest of the battles. You have to figure out when to play each card out of your hand and whether you want to do the top action or the bottom action. That's the gist of Interesting. Okay. All right. I like that. Why is it so heavy? It's got about 1,000 pieces in it and a book. (laughs) that you refer to that explains the narrative. And then, you know, if you take path a, like choose your own adventure, but think of it as a 300 page book instead. And you got the idea. A thousand pieces. What happens if you lose one? Does the game not work anymore? No, I think you could probably work around it, but yeah, it's got, you know, between the cards and the little pieces and the maps and the boards and everything else. Yeah. It's got about a thousand pieces for 35, 35 pounds of stuff. By the way, as a side note, and only only tangentially related to this, I'm staying in the world's nicest Embassy Suites. I thought Embassy Suites were all like 40, 50-year-old dumps. No, this they're thing pretty is good. gorgeous. I think you're thinking of Hampton Inns or well, Courtyards by pretty, Marriott. Yeah, those are pretty bad, too. But all the all the Embassy Suites I've been to hadn't been built in the last 20 years. This one is okay. brand spanking new. It's gorgeous. I think... A little later on, Roxy and I are going to be the first to break in our room. Hey, now. Love that. So when you uh, when you met Roxy, and uh, Roxy is your second wife, and you've pu- piped your mulligan drive in life with a wife mm-hmm. down the middle yes. of the fairway, 295 yards. You really Correct. did good. Did you disclose to her ahead of time all of this nerdery and what she might be signing up for? Because there she is, happily by your side for five fucking days in India. <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of spedniks nerding out over board games. Did, did you say up front, or just so, before I waste your time, let me show you my board game collection. Uh, that's how I sealed the deal, Zabe. Oh, really? Because she's ever yeah, been yeah. As, as nerdy. She's into it as well. She, uh, God bless her. She's Lynn. willing to play most most of those games. She's I willing to it. at least try. I and you it. can't hide it, right? If this is your pastime, ah, if ah. you love board games, you can't hide it because... You've seen my closet. You've seen the board game closet in my basement. You say you can't hide it. Do you remember the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin with Steve Carell? (laughs) Yes. Remember how he tried to hide his collection of his nerdy dolls when he first went on that date? And he was like, oh, he was like, oh, you know, he's he's trying to hide it. It was going to come out eventually. No, you can't hide that. I think that's 
I think it's totally cool. And you know what? As much as people make fun of whatever, it's no more nerdy than some swinging dick on my text line saying, what'd you think about the Brewers acquiring Hernandez today or whatever the, you know, baseball nerds are just as nerdy as board game nerds. Like who gives a shit? Well, he's a lefty. He's a bullpen arm. He could help us out. I like what we gave up for him. Not very much. Nerd! Right. I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you know, sports is basically our daytime soap opera. This yes. is drama and change every day. It's villains. It's good guys. This is our soap opera. And if you get, you know, if you get into fantasy, this is nerd strategy stats, right? It's, you know, this is the stuff that we love. And board games are a very much like fantasy football. It's cooperative. It's in, it's competitive. It's cooperative. It's smack talk. And it's social. It's all the things that we love about fantasy football. It's all there in board games. And also, if you think Monopoly is like the standard for board games, sucks. it's not. It's, yeah, that's Monopoly a 100-year-old game, and it's awful. Just like our friend Fred Middick always signs off by saying, all right, uh, drink bourbon whiskey, or drink drink whiskey, vodka sucks. Yes. You make sure to remind people vodka <laughs> sucks. And if you want an answer as to why, he'll go into chapter and verse. You should be like, uh, you know, by comparison – Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say about what sucks? Oh, well, Monopoly I, sucks. Board games yes. rule. Monopoly sucks. It sucks. That and is it, that is absolutely true. Right. Yep. And and it and sucks. It's, it's, and it sucks because real quick again. Uh, because it's a bad game. The gameplay is bad. There's only one strategy to win. It takes like two and a half hours to play a game that's interesting for maybe thirty minutes. Right. Everything about Monopoly is bad. Singular strategy takes too long and is just not very fun. Yes, and I mean, yet it's it, a game that would never make it to market now, and it, it's the best-selling game of all time. And I just look forward to getting dethroned. And so, for those of us who love board games, they were always like, "Oh, you know, you know, I love board games, love playing." And people always go, "Oh, like Monopoly," and I'm like, "No, not like Monopoly. <laughs> Nothing like Monopoly." Like Monopoly. <laughs> all right, what's the second best board game that people would know about? Risk. I think Clue is a pretty damn good classic okay. game. It's, what's what's you know, the Mount got, Rushmore of board games putting Monopoly on it, even though it's a shit game? It's just so well-known. Monopoly, yeah. Risk, Clue, Clue, Shoots and Ladders? Yeah, I mean, for kids, maybe. Candy, Candyland? I can't. I mean, also, you okay. know, these are brutal, brutally is, bad games. Is, but trivial, yes. is Trivial Pursuit a board game? For sure. Yeah, it is a board game, and it absolutely counts. Magic the Gathering would be on this list because they've sold several billion cards over 30 years. Okay. that's abs- Pokemon is counts for this, too. Is, Those are- is Cards Against Humanity a board game? Oh, yes. And not only it, yes, but you and that would be on. But you don't play on a board. On you don't play on a board, though. It's just a yeah, box of matter. cards. Yeah, the card games count. Okay, and all right. Cards How Against about- Humanity has is, is, is made, is made you know, game players out of people that are basically, you know, otherwise just drunks. Okay. And that's, we love it. It's App- fun. How about Apples to Apples? Great game. Yeah, great, it's a great game. family game that my it wife is. and family loves playing on vacation at the beach. Love it. Yes, it. Apples to Apples is fantastic, and if you want a visual version of Apples to Apples, the game you want is Dixit, D-I-X-I-T, which is also universal and it works with pictures instead of words, and it's great. Ooh, okay. Uh, what about uh, Pictionary? I don't think it would be Mount Rushmore. We're not talking like a but top it's, it's three, a, it's top a, five. But it's a board game, though. Yes. What board game leads to more fights than Pictionary? <laughs> no, right? Uh, the, the one, there's one game that is notorious in our space for ending friendships. It's called Diplomacy. You, you, It is a game where that takes place on a risk-like map. Um, and everybody's got a, is trying to it can is trying to gain geographical power, and at some point you have to make deals with the other players, and you have to backstab some of them. You have to lie. Wow! And it is a friendship ender. I'm still angry about a game of diplomacy from 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it's they, absurd. Do they lean into the marketing of that? 
No, they they hide it, but we all they, know. They, they we all know. All the board gaming nerds know the real the real truth of diplomacy, like, which like, is you can't play it with anybody you ever want to speak to again. <laughs> this is a game that will end friendships. That's not on the box, huh? <laughs> that's not. That's right. That's not on the box. Yeah, it's it's sort of like on on a bottle of Jägermeister. They don't say herein lies lots of bad decisions. They don't, <laughs> they don't they don't want to put that out front but you know no. that's what's right. in there okay yes within this bottle is the pathway to a 100,000 unplanned pregnancies jägermeister god i love it i love that you're into it i love the passion i think 5 days is quite ambitious but it, if you find is. time to do that are you keeping up with the latest like you said from the great soap opera that is the shield Season 59. Or wait, what number are we on of The Shield? What Super Bowl number are we yeah. going to this year? 58? 50, this is 56, I think. And that's just the Super Bowl era, right? Well, that's, so, what, I'm, that's what I'm counting. So yeah. season 56 of The Shield yeah. is already, already charged out to a scorching start. With it all is. this Jonathan Taylor stuff, with the subplot of Rodgers and his old team, with the new subplot yeah. of Rodgers versus Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett spoke today and said he broke a code. And I keep saying, look here, Nate. Can I call you, <laughs> Nate? You'd be standing on, lot, on, a, on much firmer ground if you didn't try to kick a fucking field goal from 60 yards to win a game. It's hard. It's hard to defend your honor as a head coach when you did that. When Peyton Manning was like, "What is he doing?" No doubt, no doubt. I see. I wish. I love what Sean Payton said, and honestly, I wish more would do it. I I want the un like sterilized version of the NFL. I want the unclean version. I want more smack talk. I want social media accounts that are attacking each other. I want more of that stuff. Do you remember the days, I'm sure you do, when guys like Jimmy Johnson would go to the podium so angry he could barely spit words out of his mouth and say about Buddy Ryan, I went to shake his hand, but he he ran his fat ass off the field as fast (laughs) as he could. I want that back. I I want Jimmy Hardpaw sort of aggressive shaking, uh, what's his name for the Lions, after a win. Remember that one? Oh, Remember Jim Harbaugh uh, and uh, and who was the combatant? Yeah, Jimmy Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> where, oh, Jim, where Schwartz is like, him. what's your deal, man? I want Kevin Gilbride swinging at his head coach. Yes. Uh, or vice versa. I forget. Wait. Kevin Gilbride for the Oilers was the D coordinator. Who took a swing at him? Or Buddy, who did I think he? It was him and Buddy Ryan. Okay. All right. There you go. I think he swung at Buddy Ryan. I want fans stealing the cowboy hat off of Bum Phillips's head <laughs> and running up into the stands with it. I want Jerry Glanville talking shit and leaving tickets for Elvis and everything else. The the league has become so sterilized with these corporate automatrons as yes. coaches. I am here for it, as the kids I'm, say. I'm with you. I I want I you know, I like that Sean Payton's got nothing to lose. You know, you know he's made a billion dollars. He's he's on a guaranteed contract. He can say whatever he wants. And I wish he hadn't backpedaled. Honestly, I wish he'd have just owned it and gone. You know what? If you guys don't, if if Hackett doesn't like it, be a better coach. That I you know I'd like to just have him just back it up and just not back down. But no. I course, I I agree. Cooler heads always prevail. Why do they always have to prevail? <sighs> Because we live in a world that is strangled in corporate ease and everyone is afraid of getting canceled. Not that Sean Payton would have gotten canceled, canceled, but he would have been soft canceled in a way. You know, we're we're too we're we're a society that's on pins and needles worried about hurting other people's feelings. And the world of competitive sports and alpha males should be like, fuck your feelings. I'm gonna go throw while I'm up four touchdowns and you can eat it. You don't like yeah. it? Fine. Onside kick, kick a field goal, run up the score. Fine. We'll see you later. Belichick's never apologized for doing that. Notoriously, right? Up by 30, passing late in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady's still in the game. Belichick's never apologized for that. He's always just said, score more. You know, if you're playing to win, we're going to keep. If you're playing to try to win, we are too. 
Yeah, well, you know, we uh, we had the ball, so we had to do something with it. So, so we, we pass it. Be fine. <laughs> I don't know why people get so mad about that. It's legitimate play. But, uh, yeah. I, people can't see your face right now, but your face even channeled Belichick right there. <laughs> well, you have to you have to completely numb your face somehow and use the most minimal <laughs> amount of energy to get intelligible words out. Uh, it's true. <laughs> All right. True. Anything else before I let you go? Thank you for your time today. Yeah, I I want to share a quick story with you. Oh, I well so, before a story, I got a quick question for you, fantasy wise. The guys who won our premium whiskey league, our guillotine league. By the way, guillotineleagues.com, guillotineleagues.com. Sign up now. Play for fun. Play for money. Play for whiskey. Play, play, play. It's great. It's fantasy mixed with survivor pool dynamics. Just win in advance. You're going to love it. You may not play regular fantasy again, but that's fine. So we played for premium whiskey last year, and our winners were four guys who went by the nickname of the Pewaukee Mafia because they all Mm. live in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, live on a lake. and. They're good dudes. They're huge fans of this podcast. They they were like, when are we going to do that? Because we want to, you know, we want to defend. Yeah, of course. I asked a couple of the other guys in that premium whiskey league who did not win. And they said, none of this consortium bullshit anymore. <laughs> one bottle, one guy. Right, and I go, yeah. oh, come on. What's the big deal? And I think they made a compelling argument to say, look, it's not that four heads are better than one. But four heads can at least process information as the draft is going on. And maybe one of the four heads remembers a player who was either on IR or has been overlooked that should be worth a look. And I thought, you know what? That kind of makes sense that there shouldn't be a four-headed monster in the league. Your thoughts? Those fucking whiners. Come on. <laughs> if anything else, if anything, Zabe, those four guys are going to drive their team into the just the middle of the pack because they're going to have to try to rule by consensus, right? They're creating a bureaucracy of in their own team. Okay. It's gonna, this thing, I realize they pulled it off last year. It's not going to happen again. I say make those four suffer together because they will they will pull themselves down ultimately over the course of time by having to have everything work out between the four of them and trying to rule by consensus. It won't work. It's like when you try to take a vacation with four people and you can never get all four that want to do the same thing at the same time. And everybody has a shitty vacation. Okay. Same thing right right. here. Okay. Uh, What if you made them pony up four bottles? One man, one bottle. I mean, they only get one team, right? They only get paid. They only get one team. And so therefore, if they want four guys, four bottles. I, I think that's a pretty good – I like that idea. Then if they really want to stay together, they all got skin in the game, and they that's a, that's your best argument or, for not or, letting there be four is that they don't have as much skin in the game. Right, Or right, because then they're chopping up their team. What about one bottle that is certifiably worth $400? Oh, that would work too. Okay. Yeah. They should have the same skin in the game as all the individual owners. I like that angle. Okay. And then uh, the other thing was they said, we got to get charge in again. I go – Fuck charge. No, he's out. He's too good. I said, why do we want to invite a ringer into the league? And they were adamant they want you in. Are you in? Well, I'm in the other whiskey league. I'm, you know, which by the way, I finished second last year. Um I know. I'm in the other whiskey league. I'm not in the pre the premium whiskey league. So Do you want in on the premium? Oh, I don't know. I'd go into that league. All right. I'd do that. All right. I Watch got a better I... chance of winning than you do. So yeah, I'm in. Well, a fucking monkey has a better chance of winning than me. Let's not <laughs> let's not get into me and my fantasy ineptitude. Okay, story time, then we're out. What do you got? All right, so I took this trip down the East Coast last week, and I uh, when I went to sign up for my rental car, it's through Avis. It was online. And for some reason, the premium selection was cheaper than just like a standard compact. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll take the premium sedan. You didn't look let's at it to, like, uh, hmm, but- this could be a trap. This could be a trap, and I'm very nervous about this. And like, it seems a little too good to be true. Show up at Avis a week later, and you know, got to wait through the whole line, and that whole thing sucks. And I'm not a regular car renter, so I don't have the deal where your name's up on the board and you just go walk to the car and leave. I got to go, like, do the whole bit. What you know? city is this again? Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. And I'm going right. to take the car. I'm driving it to Baltimore and then Washington, where right. you, I would have seen you, but you weren't there. 
Um, yeah, okay, we're out of limitations on that. It's over. Okay, <laughs> it's over. I, I just didn't. It didn't line up. All right. Go ahead. All right. I, I'm not. Say, I'm not <laughs> claiming that you did it to avoid me. Okay. So then I get it. I get up to the desk and I show my reservation and they're doing process all my stuff and he's like, oh, you got that one. And then he goes on the walkie-talkie, the guy I'm working with. And he goes, pull up the X. Yeah, you heard me. The X. Yep, we got a guy for the X. Oh, wow. Uh -oh. oh, boy. What is this? So Tesla then we process X. the whole thing. I don't know what car I got. He just says, you're in lot 56, space 56. So I go out there. The X. And I'm walking up to it, and it's a Lexus. I'm like, oh. Yeah, X, oh, nice. Lexus. Okay. Lexus. Okay. And it's, a, it's their smaller SUV. Okay. Then um, RX430. That's exact. Uh, 300. Oh, RX okay. 300. RX 300. Yep. Mm -hmm. Pivotal to this part of the story. Then I get into it. I'm thinking this is pretty great. All right. I kind of hit the jackpot on this. Then I get into it. 50,000 miles on this thing. I sit in the car and the seats just sort of like give from the weight of all the people that have been in this rental car. It stinks of cigarettes, even though you're not supposed to smoke in it. Obviously, people have, and it's this car has had a long, long life in it. Right. And then as I'm driving it, this thing is gutless. This this is the saddest Lexus. I mean, I want the I want my Lexus, I want to be able to like punch it, have this thing go. I'm punching it and it's gurgling. It's like going down the road. It's the saddest Lexus I've ever driven. And that's the punchline. That's, that's the, it. That's I the story. There was something like my story is this, is not, this out, is not a heady Lamar level story. This okay, is just I thought it, grousing I, I that thought, I got the world's worst Lexus as my rental car. I thought it would have turned out with, and so I gotta park it and I bump into the front of the of the hood, and the Lexus emblem falls off to reveal a Hyundai <laughs> emblem. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. You pulled a quick one on me. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I'm like here that. to say, Charge, you're doing it all wrong, bro. You're still renting cars from rental car agencies? Hi, 2017 called. They want their way of doing life back. If you're not doing Turo, yeah. you're not doing it right. I'm never going to rent a car from a rental car agency ever again. I'm never going to stand in their fucking internally long lines and wait for their stupid printer to <laughs> print out a contract that is longer than the Magna Carta. No, Turo, you go pick it up from a nice suburban person who's renting it on the side as a side hustle, and it's no paperwork, no fuss, no muss, no lines, no shuttle, nothing. It's the only way to go. Turo. Okay, except I need to pick it up in Philly and drop it off in Washington. You would have been better off taking an Uber from Philly to Washington. <laughs> Seriously, do the math. Rental car companies are from Philadelphia the worst. to Baltimore. Well, you don't know what you're going to get. You rented a car in Philly, correct? Correct. Returned fucking, it in Washington. Fucking Philly. You yeah. got Phillyed. What in I Philly? What in Philly is known as world class in anything? Nothing. Cheese to steak. roll the dice. Yeah, cheese. Uh, okay, there you go. Cheesesteak. All right. Charge, uh, great to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, Roxy, love you, girl. You're the best. Enjoy your four more days. Did you just get there in Indy? I just got there. Yeah, okay. it's uh, Wednesday. I'm in when, yeah, in uh, in for Wednesday through Leaf Sunday morning. All right, very good. We'll talk again next week, Charge. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. Friend. See you. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come lately's. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie. 
I've been working with for years, MyBookie. MyBookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.